Now, my purpose when I was in my 20s was to meet chicks, okay? <laughs> so it was about meeting women. So that's why I'm in the Pilates class. That's why I'm in the aerobics class. Not because I wanted to do that. I wanted to go bench press and squat. But I'm in the other rooms because I want to meet women. Oh, it turns out that that other stuff that works on my flexibility and my speed and my range of motion and my coordination, oh, that's part of fitness too. So that was my purpose then. My purpose now is... I don't work out today. My memory is affected. My cognition is affected. My sleep the night before is affected, right? So that's why I have to move today because I want to improve the quality of today. The past is history. The future is a mystery. All I got is now. So now is today, right? The moment I get up and the moment I go to bed. That's what I can do. Now, it doesn't mean you don't plan for the future, right? Forget the past, plan for the future, and live in the now. And that's my everyday, man. That's how I live. So figure out your purpose. Your purpose should be, I have to do this. Because if I don't do this, I'm just surviving like every other bonehead in the world that doesn't know what to do. I'm Doug Bopes, personal trainer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. And I'm on a mission to help others become the best version of themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to the Adversity Advantage podcast, where we will help you use obstacles, failures, and setbacks to give you that edge needed for success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life on how they overcame trials and turned them into triumphs. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to be absolutely blown away by some of the wisdom and stories you're about to hear. Welcome back to another episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bobst. Today on the podcast, I have a pioneer in the online program creation space and the man that helped put the company Beachbody on the map with his revolutionary workout program, P90X. Listen, I have been a trainer now for almost a decade, and I've seen many online workout programs come and go, and this one has managed to weather the storms. I think you're going to really enjoy hearing more about the journey of Tony Horton. Tony is on the show today, and as I hinted, he is the widely popular creator of the best-selling P90X fitness series. He is also a best-selling author, and one of the most motivating people you will ever come across. He shares the ins and outs of how he went from training rock stars like Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen to getting started with Beachbody and creating arguably one of the most popular fitness programs of all time. He is going to walk you along that path as well as talk about why he split from Beachbody and was actually quote unquote scared to death afterwards. We discuss how Tony reinvented himself afterwards and what he is up to now, we also talk about a recent massive health scare that Tony experienced and how it impacted his mental health and how he has bounced back since. This episode is going to hit home with many and is going to help inspire and give you the tools needed to have success even when you have failed time and time again. You will also gain a lot of insight on how to truly create a meaningful transformation from one of the most popular fitness coaches of all time. So let's get this conversation going and welcome Tony Horton to the Adversity Advantage podcast. Tony, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, Doug. Glad to be here, man. We were talking before we were recording about P90X, and you created arguably the most popular workout program ever. I was just sharing with you that even I did the program as a trainer. I know so many other of my friends who are trainers did P90X. They did the Ab Ripper. They did P90X 2 and 3, and in a time where in today's age, you see a lot of competition between people who are trainers and then some of these online programs. But I can say that P90X was like really the one that stuck out to me most that 
there was a lot of trainers that stood behind that and did it themselves, at least in my experience. So what I wanted to ask you, I guess, is a little fun question to get this thing started was back in my early days as a trainer and even some people I knew that uh, back then with it were obviously really into fitness. They would say, I've put on a few pounds. I need to get into shape. I need to do P90X, right? I need to get myself like a reboot, do this 90 day program in your journey as a trainer and your fitness career, was there ever moments where you had like put on some, a few pounds or maybe felt yourself getting out of shape? You're like, man, I better pull out the DVDs and get uh, a little P90X in me. Me? Yeah. Watching me? No, <laughs> that never happened ever, once ever. Yeah, because I mean, I've been doing this for a hundred thousand years and mm -hmm. since my mid to late twenties, I'm 62 now. So it become a pattern in my life, something that it was just natural and normal. And I'd miss a couple of days in a row, or if I had the flu or I was traveling a lot, maybe I, I'd only get two or three workouts in a week. But I mean, last October I got really sick and I, I didn't work out for like three plus months, but yeah, I mean, it's just so ingrained. It's like breathing air and sleeping and eating. And I learned a long time ago that exercising for the purpose of looking a certain way became less of a priority as I got older. And the priority was more about health and wellness and feeling good. Because I know how I feel after a workout and I know how I feel when I skip one. And I don't like the difference between those two feelings. So like today, because of COVID and everything, I'm not going to have my usual crew here sweating all over the gym doing cardio today on a Monday night. So I got to drag my ass down there and do it myself. But I try to make it interesting and I crank up some Rage Against the Machine and some Zeppelin or whatever I got to do to crank up to get me going. And, and that usually works. That'll get me through an hour worth of cardio. And I'll do like five minutes on the verse climber, three minutes on the ski or jump rope for four minutes. I'll like do something until I don't want to do something anymore. I usually start on the bike because I like that I get to sit on my ass to start the wheels turning, you know what I mean? And oh, then I'll go to the verse climber. Oh, then I'll go to the treadmill. Then I'll go to the, to the rowing machine or ski machine. So that variety, I mean, it's the same kind of variety concept as you, as you'd see in P90X, but no, man, I, I mean, I, I think I've seen the P90X workouts each one once when it came out 16, 17 years ago. That's it? X2, I probably haven't seen most of them. X3, I don't think I've seen more than two or three of them. Wow. It's kind of like you go, to, you go to work and you do your thing and everybody says, hey, it's done. And then you go, I don't need to look at that again. I don't need to see that anymore. I know people like they recite every word and they run to people in an airport and they go, you know what the, minute, the 40 minute and 37 second point where you say blah, 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 blah. I go, I no man. So, so often I just, yeah, I don't, and I, I'm hypercritical. So I'll look at myself and go, oh God, Horton, that wasn't funny. Or that's not, you didn't cue that right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, we're definitely our own worst critics. And what I think is fascinating about you is that you create a program that helps so many people be held accountable to their workout routine. And you're even saying today that, man, you miss your crew coming over on a Monday night to kind of hold you accountable. Would you say even today, I mean, if there was no COVID, would you say that in order for you to kind of stay consistent with your workout routine, you need to be held accountable by a group of people? Do you like working out? I need people out in the room. Group? I need people in the room, man. I mean, on the road by myself, it really takes a lot of discipline, especially when you got a tight schedule and you got to get up at this hour and go to this meeting or do this live event or something and it's all day long. Like what hour do I get up to? I have to get up an hour and 15 minutes earlier than I normally would. And especially when I'm on, I was, I did a lot of military tours with the armed forces entertainment. I mean, you're in Japan or Korea or Europe or something, your hours are all screwed up. Where do you fit it in? And knowing that it's a mental and emotional thing for me, 
as much as a physical thing for me, then it's automatic and you just figure it out. But if there was no COVID, oh my God. I mean, and I still have a couple people over Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, even with COVID, not the first three months because nobody knew what was going on. And then we went, all right, let's, we're all wearing masks and it's really uncomfortable and we have to turn, open all the windows and all the doors and turn the fans on and you know what I mean? And we're all hand sanitizing and, and wearing our masks and stuff. And so, uh, knock on wood, we've, we're all unscathed so far. And who knows? I mean, we all, all my crew, we got a pretty good immune system, so we might even be asymptomatic for all we know. But we've all been tested more than once throughout the course of the last several weeks. Um, so what does your workout routine look like today? Like if you had a perfect, an ideal week, like is it pretty standard? Does it change every week? I mean, what are you doing these days? Well, my pattern's been pretty, the body parts that I work or the way I train is the same. It's how I do it the day I arrive is always different. So today's Monday, I'll either go for a run. I have a trailhead here behind my house. I'll, I guess a six and a half, actually it's closer to seven, seven miles because I have to go all the way down this hill and come back up. I'm not running that part, but it's seven miles full circle. I'll do that with a friend of mine and we're, we're out there with our mask down. We follow people, we put it on. So that's either, either that, or if he can't go for the run, I'll do that routine I mentioned in my gym where I just go from machine to machine to machine. You know what I mean? There's seven stations. Sometimes I'll do five stations. Sometimes I'll just do the four. Sometimes if I'm really, I'll just go back and forth between the bike and the treadmill, bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's a, it's a free for all, but it's, as long as I'm doing it for an hour and I'm getting my heart rate up, right? That's cardio. That's Mondays. Tuesdays is, has been shoulders and arms for quite some time. Sometimes I'm doing a lot of handstands. Sometimes I'm not doing any handstands. Sometimes I'm on my tonal. Sometimes I'm just dumb, doing dumbbells. Sometimes we're bicep heavy, biceps heavy or triceps heavy, or we're just kind of dabbling in the buys and tries and just getting heavy into the shoulders. It really depends on my mood when I wake up in the morning. So, and then Wednesdays is plyo. And I usually back in the old days, pre-COVID, I'd have as many as 20, 25 people here from all over the city in my backyard doing plyo. But now it's just me live on Facebook at 5.30 PM. And we get a couple hundred in there doing that with me, which is nice. I mean, my fan base keeps me accountable and, and uh, I keep them accountable. Thursdays is chest and back, my favorite day, pull-ups and push-ups, man. And bench presses, and then of course, like, I'll get them. I've got that new tonal in the house, so there's a lot of fun ways to use that machine as well. And then Friday is sometimes a day off, or it's a second cardio day. Like, I feel like, especially with COVID, the, the thing lives in the base of your lungs, so I get, I get my lungs working Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'll either go on that run on Friday, or I'll do that circuit again on, on Friday, but I'll do the circuit different if I do it twice in a week. Saturdays, yoga, it's always been yoga, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon. But right now it's live on Facebook again, right? I'm just trying to help my, my fan base get busy with some yoga. Yoga is important because it's balance, it's strength, it's flexibility, and it's mindfulness. And it's the only practice on God's earth where you can get all four of those things at once. And then Sunday is my three and a half, four hour backyard ninja rope climbing pegboard, you know what I mean? Blood everywhere, guts, it's a lot of fear, going up the salmon ladder, falling flat on your back, getting the wind knocked out of you, tearing flappers on your hand. I mean, it's just, you know what I mean? It reminds me of high school football. I'm scared every Sunday morning, but you got to do it, man. At my age, it's the fountain of youth. If I can continue to get on the ninja course and climb the rope upside down, the minute I stop, my older bodies just will age like before my eyes. If I stay with that pattern of, five, six, seven days a week sometimes, 
I feel better and stronger now. I was telling a buddy of mine, my best man from high school, he was the best man for my wedding. He lives in the Telluride. I was like, he goes, how are you doing right right now? I go, dude, I've never been stronger. I'm like a freak right now. I mean, I can't dunk a softball anymore. I'm not the fastest guy in 100 meters to 200 meters. I can knock out 50 push-ups in 34 seconds. I can do 30 pull-ups in a row. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I couldn't do in my 20s and 30s, so it's fun. And you're 62. That's fascinating to me because you don't look any older to me than 45 as I'm looking you, to you. Yeah, well, it's I got this lit just right. Man. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I went to dye. My beard is skunk white right here. Okay. This part is like yellow, red, and blonde, and black, and gray. This is kind of 50-50 gray and black. And I used this dye. It's not, and I went too far. It looked, I left it on too long. Now I, now it looks like I'm trying too hard. But yeah, so I mean, everybody has their secrets, right? Other than that, that's really all I do. And this baby, this is all me, man. Oh, dude, that's impressive, man. Look at that. Well, you know what? It's, and it's, what's really impressive is you still have to get after it in the same way you did when I think when you created P90X. And I think... More so. More right? so. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of obviously great workout programs today online through various modalities. There's Are there, also, Doug? Really? Are I there? mean, I don't... I, what I will also say, though, is there's a lot of people that create these programs to make a quick dollar, to get a quick click to get more followers, to get more likes. And they do it sometimes in an inauthentic way and go for the dollar before the meaningful part and fulfilling part, which is changing lives. So I know for you creating P90X, you created it at a time where there wasn't much social media. I don't think social media existed back then to the extent uh, it does now, right? Well, it, it was brand spanking new. Yeah. I mean, you know, the company started in 1999, Beachbody did. Right. In 99, it was brand new. I mean, I think it was 95, 96 when during the Today Show, Brian Gumbel's, you know, and, and Katie Couric. What is that thing of the internet? You know what I mean? <laughs> that was only like three or four years earlier. And then P90X came out, I think, in, in it's like 2005, 2004, I think. Four or five. So still, I mean, people were going from shooting videos on their shoulder to shooting videos on their phone. And, and they had chat rooms. Remember, there were chat rooms. You had to use your phone number in here. Cheaper! Before you got it. It was the stone age of, of the internet. So, yeah, it was brand new. But people were just beginning to start to communicate more that way. So what was the inspiration behind it? Was it something that you created for yourself originally? Was it something you were using with your clients? Because I know you, you were a trainer. How did that kind of come about? And how did you get approached by Carl Deichler? Well, man, it's interesting. To make a long story good... I was reading a lot of personal development before I met Carl. I was, I lived in a three bedroom apartment. I converted one of the bedrooms into, into my gym and I would train some clients there. Not that many, but usually I was driving all over town. I mean, there was a period there where I was training Tom Petty, Billy Idol, Annie Lennox, Bruce Springsteen all in the same day. You know what I mean? It was a really, it was keeping rock and roll from the sixties and seventies alive, which was kind of a cool gig. But my 66 Mustang convertible was looked really good, but it was in the shop most of the time because it's just I'm driving to Malibu and then I'm driving to Hollywood and it was all over the place. But it was cool and it's exciting and I didn't have to be a mime at the pier anymore and I didn't have to be a carpenter anymore and I didn't have to be a waiter anymore or a bartender anymore. I got to do my thing my way and charge what I wanted to charge for it. But during that time, when I was reading these personal development books, one of the lessons at the end of one of the chapters was go out of your way and do something really thoughtful and nice to somebody you don't you don't like or somebody who you're in conflict with and there was a guy by the name of ben vandebunt he was the then ceo of a company called 
Guthrie Ranker. And Guthrie Ranker was the number one infomercial company in the world. This was before Beachbody was even a thing. And uh, I go, why do you want to do something nice for somebody? So I just played basketball with a guy. And so he was complaining about his weight. And so I, I said, hey, Ben, yeah, I noticed you're complaining about your weight. I can help you with that. Not, not even thinking he would say yes, because he and I didn't really get along on the basketball court very often. And he said, yeah, and he, he took my number. He called me back that afternoon. I trained him the following Monday. And a year later, he introduced me to Carl Deichler, who was this new employee of his. You know what I mean? So think about that. Like if I hadn't read that chapter and read that, go out of your way. And it's interesting because I look at what's going on in the country right now. There's a lot of people who have different opinions about a lot of things. And like, what if we all, like all of us just said, I'm going to do something really nice for that, that cousin of mine who thinks I'm a maniac. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, why not? And you got to have low expectations because most people will just think you're out for, for, for something that's, you know, nefarious. When in reality, you're just trying to be nice. So that's what I did. He introduced me to Carl. Carl and I did something called Great Body Guaranteed, and he paid me two grand, flat fee, no royalties, oh, two grand, I'll take it. You know what I mean? And then he said, what's the next thing? Let's do this, what's, what do you do with Tom Petty and Billy Idol? Like, what, how, can you describe some of those routines? And I would, when he said, can you recreate that for people in front of their television who don't have heavy bags, who don't have stationary bikes, who don't have a bunch of equipment? You know, and I said, yeah, not a problem. And think about that. So I lived in that apartment for 21 and a half years. I was broke all the time. I was in debt up to my eyeballs with credit cards. And what is luck, right? I think, oh, what a lucky break. Opportunity meeting readiness. I had had all these clients. I was given the opportunity. I created these workouts. And Power 90 was what built Beachbody. Prior to that, it was just some, some hobby. And, and everybody's like, wow, that Power 90 thing worked. And this is right at the beginning of the internet where people started submitting their photos and videos like wow look at the stuff that we're getting in here so we actually pulled the, their photos and videos out and we put that in the next infomercial for power 90 and bang i mean i was getting and then i had royal i had a lawyer i had low royalty checks and i don't want to make this story too long but but all i could move out of that apartment man you know what i mean 21 and a half years with the same damn carpet with the same view of the convalescent home across the alley you know what i mean now i then i had a I had a four-bedroom house with a view of the Hollywood sign in Santa Monica. It was crazy. I had no furniture, of course, in there for a while. And then after that, you know what I mean? You could only ride that wave for so long, and that wave came to shore, right, after about a year. And Carl said, like I was saying earlier, let's make it harder. Let's call it P90X Extreme. I go, yeah, mm. I don't think anybody's going to want that. It sounds too hard. So he gave me an entire year to just to put my nose to the grindstone and figure out what it is. I met with the top people, martial arts folks, Pilates folks, yoga people. And I probably, 75% of what's in P90X, I already had in my head and I was doing with my clients. But, and that was it. Like it was going to be six workouts. No, let's make it 12, which nobody wanted to do initially. But I said, trust me, man, this is how this thing's going to work. And then of course, at that point, the internet was kind of cranking and people were communicating. And, and there was, a, the floodgates opened up like these before and after pictures and these, these homemade videos of people, we put that in there and man, it was, it was Looney Tunes. It was just, well, we were the most aired infomercial, the highest ranking infomercial, the, the infomercial, you know, we won awards for that thing. It, it was, and we had a film director do it. I mean, Ned Farr was, was a uh, Drea Weber who's in P90X. They were married and I, I, and I talked to Carl. I said, this guy's a film director, man. How about we get away from the infomercial the way of doing things and just let this guy and they had a meeting and they decided to hire Ned which was really risky because it's very formulaic the way you sell this stuff on TV and Ned changed things up a little bit right he pulled the hyperbole out and the bullshit out excuse my French 
and he put in reality, man. This is it's, you're going to have to work your ass off. You're going to have to start eating freaking vegetables, and either you're in or you're not. If you're not, then go buy some other piece of crap that doesn't work. But if you really want to see these results, like these people got, then you got to step it up. And people were like, "Yeah, take that hill, soldier. I'm sign me up." And it, it changed everything. It, it, it created, it made Beachbody blow up huge. It changed Ned's life. Changed millions of people's lives. It certainly changed mine. You say that, I'm just listening. Like you said, put Beachbody on the map, created this freaking amazing workout program that has changed the trajectory of the fitness industry, if you think about it. Like it was the pioneer OG program of these online workouts. So you think back to, everybody knows what P90X is. When you think of online workout programs, a lot of people might have their own one they do, but I would say most people know what P90X is right? They've either done it themselves, a loved one's done it, they've seen the infomercial, they've seen you. What was the most fulfilling part of it? Was it the fame? Was it the money? Like you said, moving out of this apartment and looking over uh, this incredible landscape in Hollywood, or was it the number of lives you changed? Maybe you got some letters from people, maybe the pictures, like what was it? All of it. All of it. I mean, the famous part is famous lame. Fame's like, what happens, the problem with fame is, is that people treat you differently than you, they would if they, if you weren't famous. So they get all weird and they, I mean, people get nervous. I do. I get that way in front of, you know, you and McGregor or when I, when I first trained Bruce Springsteen, oh my God, I couldn't put a sentence together. It's just this person, this icon, these iconic people. Then you get to know them and they go, oh, they're not, they're just like me, man. They're not that different. They're just really, really good at what they, what they do. So the fame part, you know, I mean, Chappelle's always like, being a celebrity sucks. Being famous, I like that because I like the good table and I like the, you know what I mean? I like all the little perks that come with it. That's nice. I don't have as much of that now because I'm not, I'm not in the lexicon as much as I was. I mean, I'm a little bit now because of my supplement line, but, but that's starting to change again. But, but ultimately, it's just to, it's the stories and the people that you meet and knowing that you've had an impact on tens of millions of people's lives and they're it's not like they're not a fan like when you're a fan of a brad pitt or, or angelina jolie or something you hear these famous actors and actresses and you love their films and you love their work and you go to their movies and stuff but i mean they're looking at me every damn day almost and and as a process in the process of looking at me they are changing physically mentally and emotionally right and so when they finally meet you I mean, it's a completely different experience. And so I've never been one to turn anyone down for an autograph or a photo, unless I'm like humping through an airport and I'm going to miss my plane. That's about it. But I will stop. I will shake your hand. I will say hello. I will sign whatever the hell you want me to sign. Because it's because of, it's because of the folks in all around the world that have given me the lifestyle that I have. I mean, now since COVID and everything else, and now that I'm not with Beachbody anymore, I got to have my hands in about five or six different things. I got to scrap more than I've ever had to scrap. Before it was like Beachbody would call me up and go, show up for the gig, hit your mark. I'd hit my mark. I'd swing the bat. I hit it as far as I could. And I'd go home and not have to worry about bills and things anymore. Now, now it's, it's just, I'm back I'm in the grind. I'm struggling again. I'm, you know what I mean? I have five different projects and, and collectively, not yet. They're not making the kind of bread that I made with Beachbody. But I don't mind. I have freedom now, man. I have freedom now. And I get to do what I want to do the way I want to do it. And the struggle is part of the story, man. It's part of the journey. So, so far, so good there. Yeah, I think remembering where you came from is so important, uh, whether it's personally or professionally, because 
you never know what could end up happening and it brings you down to your knees and you need to really remember that we all started somewhere. We all started at that chapter one. We all started that chapter two. And when you remember that and things don't go your way, you're able to kind of look back and, and sink in and realize that, wow, I've been able to start over from my chapter one or chapter two. I can, before I can do it all over again. And I think the people that just continue to hang their hat on these, their external validation, whether it's the fame and the money, the notoriety, that eventually wears off really thin, right? And once that goes away, if you haven't built yourself up internally and you don't have anything that's like rooted in that and you don't believe in yourself, you don't have that mindset, it's going to be really tough to get the external stuff back because you haven't really done the work internally. So what I wanted to ask you really quick, and I want to dive more into life after Beachbody is how the sequels end up doing. Were they as popular as the first one? No, no. P90X was sort of the, the biggest selling thing that, I mean, I think Beachbody has something called Insanity, and I think that the 21 Day Fix was pretty popular, too. On what level one was more than the other, I mean, they were all way the hell up there, right? And then, and then but what the, the issue with it is, is the company began to grow. They had 500 balls in the air with food and, sup, not food, but supplementation, and they dabbled in workout gear. And then, of course, there was the coaching thing. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it just became, before it was early, in the early days, it was like a a small group of really creative people all working together, hanging out together, building this really thing. And then it's like the Beatles. Like they heard like they, when they first started and then everybody it was, it became this huge thing. And then they're like, I, I'm out of the band. Right? You know what I mean? And that happens this way. The overhead is a trillion dollars. And so first it was, it was me. It was me and Debbie Siebers. And it was me and Debbie Siebers and, and, and Sean T. And it was me, Debbie Siebers, Sean T and uh, Shalene Johnson. And then, and then Autumn Calibries. And then now, now I'm in this big ass quiver of a bunch of trainers and I'm sitting around waiting my turn. You know what I mean? And I just want to go to work. Let's go to work. And so finally, when it's your turn, oh, I don't have quite as much say as I used to anymore. Oh, right. Because there are these algorithms that you have to follow now. You know what I mean? It's turned into this corporate deal. And then media. And once I was done, I had no say in the media. So I would watch these infomercials in the media for my products and I go, what? What, what happened to what we were doing that worked? Oh, well, things have changed, yada, yada. And so I have no, so I just sit back. I look at P90X2. P90X2 was, it was crazy hard. I mean, it was all that proprioceptive stuff, post-activation potentiation. I mean, that is a skill-based athletic program. But if it had been advertised, in my opinion, properly, it could have been massive. X3 got close. P90X3 got pretty close because we got back to basics. Again, though, I didn't have any say in the media. Like I go, like, I wish I could be in meetings where I'd say, no, that's horrible. You know what I mean? But it's not my say to do that. Take that out. Put this in because this is real. This is authentic. Same thing with 22-Minute Hardcore. I think 22-Minute Hardcore could have been, should have been as big as P90X. But the way they marketed that thing, man, I, I, I wanted to pull my hair out, man. So, and, then, and that was happening at the end of the relationship. It was sort yeah. of like. Yeah, I, I don't, and that it's life. Like they, they have to make decisions based on what they need to do, well, how to keep their company rolling. Doesn't mean I have to stick around. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean I have to agree. And so. So looking back, would you wish it's in some shape or fashion that you would have just stopped after P90X and just that, had that been it, knowing what you know? No, now? no, no, no. You had to fight the fight, man. I mean, mm -hmm. in general, it's an amazing operation. It's an amazing company. The, 
there's a, still a ton of integrity there, which is great. But I mean, for me, there was a financial shift that they insisted on that just wasn't going to work. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady ain't with the Patriots anymore because they didn't want to pay him anymore. You know what I mean? Like, so he went, screw you. You guys are two and five. But you know what I mean? You got like, you know, you, sometimes you just got to look out for yourself and your family and you got to get up and go. And if you don't like the way people are treating you anymore, then you got to go. And no hard feelings, zero, none whatsoever. Honestly, I, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. It's yeah. lame. So you guys parted ways in what, 2013, 2014? Was it before that? Two years ago. It was just two years ago. The, the January 1 of 2021 will be two years. And what was the main reason behind it? Was it that you think Beachbody got too big? Was it that they just had so many trainers? You were just tired of waiting your turn? Was it that you just have lost control and money? What was it? Uh, a little bit. I wish I had more say in what I was going to do. Mm. I mean, I did this thing called Double Time, which was sort of for kids. And I begged. I go, this isn't me. You, you got other trainers that have children. Why, don't you, why is that my thing? Because I was, people thought of me as America's fitness clown and they wanted it to be really funny. And upon retrospect, Carl was right. It was a, it was a bad, it was a great program. And I, I, that was one of the few because we, when COVID hit, Beachbody said, hey, there's a lot of families stuck at home. We're going to make this free for everybody, which I thought was a brilliant idea. But then I would like, I would watch a couple of them and I think, yeah, these are fun, man. But again, another one which, where the marketing was just crap. So if you're not going to market my stuff right, in my opinion, maybe they thought in their opinion it was fine. But if it was fine, it would have done better. You know what I mean? So if you're going to tell me it's the greatest thing ever and very few people buy it, then it's something that you did wrong. I did my job, right? And then when it came to renegotiating my contract, they for a fact felt like it was very fair. And I felt for a fact that it wasn't even close. <laughs> so... It was, you you, be, you helped build Beachbody. Like, I think when I thought of Beachbody, I thought of P90X initially. It wasn't like I thought of the company itself. I just knew that Beachbody was the company that uh, was associated with P90X. It's not like I thought of Beachbody first. And I think that's very common in the fitness industry is that people, I think, got introduced more so first to P90X before the beach body and I'm, i could be wrong but that's just my opinion and i would say like a big thing with what you had to go through is with leaving beach body and that's all you knew is you built this amazing workout program helped this company grow to the point where now they have all these workout programs different trainers and you're seeing the online space that's evolved tremendously and you got things like peloton and tonal that have come forth in the last 15 years and it you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like wow i was a i was a pioneer in this thing so how was there any sense of like remorse did you have any resentment or ill will towards yourself where you really felt like you were in a low point after you kind of called it quits with beachbody hell yeah <laughs> i was scared to death man i was scared to death i mean i mean i i still collect royalties in perpetuity till the end of time that's that's I mean, I mean, my name on it, my picture on it, my, my creation, of course, when there's no, like you go to the website, you can barely find me. You know what I mean? There's no sign of me anywhere, but here's, what's interesting. P90X, I'm not going to say it's as popular as ever, but it still holds its own two years after I left the company. 
it's still on Beachbody On Demand and it still gets downloaded all the time, especially since COVID-19 and the pandemic. What do people go to? The gyms are closed, bang. I mean, and they're buying media and, and doing media for P90X again, right? So when something works, it works. It's very rare that something 16 years old, because everybody wants the latest. They want whatever's coming off the conveyor belt that's brand spanking new, show me that. And the fact that this thing is still, you know, going strong says a lot. But yeah, man, I mean, I was petrified. I mean, but the cool thing was when it was known that I was, I don't know why I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> but it was just for fun. I like doing them anytime, even if they're inappropriate. Then people started knocking on my door. You know what I mean? So a Golden Hippo, which is a pretty well-established company out in Calabasas, California, they do Dr. Gundry's supplement line. They've got a, quite a few lines. They just said, hey, we would love to do something with you, you know? And so Power Life, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We've got 10 products, right? And the, the protein powders, both the whey and the plant-based protein powders are sold out in three weeks, the first batch. Wow. And then something called Foundation 4, which is kind of a mini tiny version of Shakeology. It doesn't even compare to Shakeology. Shakeology is a phenomenal product. I mean, that, that's like a, a supplement miracle what they did with that product. And, and that good, that's what keeps the lights on over there at Beachbody because people love it and it works. But we didn't want to make a $129 bag of supplements. We just wanted to make something a little bit more reasonable for folks. So Foundation 4 is another one that does really, really well. Tons of fiber, probiotics, prebiotics, three servings of vegetables. I mean, it's a hit, man. And then the endurance formula, which I take every day. So it's very lucky that I met these folks. It was a long process, man. I mean, when you, like you sit down to a meeting and the stuff actually comes out, that took a year plus, you know what I mean? Which is super exciting. And now my relationship with Tonal is new and I'm excited to be on that platform. It's a piece of art that does everything in a, that you can do in a gym except for cardio stuff. You know what I mean? But legs, back, by, tri, core, eccentric, concentric, chains mode. You know what I mean? It's like Ollie, the inventor of that thing, is a flipping genius. I mean, you look at mirror, that's cool. It's a TV turned sideways. Okay, or turned upside down with a bunch of trainers that are on there that hopefully they're good or the bad or whatever. But you got to get your own stuff. You got to get your own weights, your own med balls. Your, all right, those two arms and tonal go every possible way. A hundred pounds of pressure per arm. I don't know how the hell that's put together, but it is crazy, man. That thing is, it's the most, and it's six and a half inches deep on your wall. It's nuts. So, and the fact that we did that deal and that stuff's supposed to premiere today. So I think it's okay to talk about it. It's supposed to be top secret, but it's being, it's premiering today. My workouts are on there today. And then of course I got my Power Nation group, which was, everybody's like, where's P90X4, P90X4? Well, I don't work for Beachbody and I can't do anything called P90X4, but I can create a program that has push-ups and pull-ups and squats and lunges and core and primal flow and whatever in it. And so we have a test group of about 2000 people and then we'll have another one uh, in 2021. And then hopefully in, late spring or early summer, we're going to shoot my program, my way. And I'm going to use my media people. And we're going to put it out there the way we want to, based on how I feel about it, which is, you know. Exciting. Oh, super exciting. Scary, expensive. Like, wow, how many attorneys do we need? How much insurance <laughs> do I have to get? Holy crap, this is scary. But, but yeah, I mean, when I was started that process, I, I thought about what they do at Beachbody. And I'm thinking, man, oh man, it's impressive. I mean, they've got hundreds of people over there. I've got nine. And I think, yeah, and what you shared about just coming across these connections 
and relationships since your departure from Beachbody, I think it's a result of all your hard work, the reputation you've built and time you put in the industry since you started. And I think a lot of people, they want this quick fix. They think that Rome is going to be built in a day and it just doesn't work that way. You put your time in, you do the work, you create something meaningful. And then if that goes a different direction, like it did with you and Beachbody, then you adjust and you continue to put hard work in and something meaningful will come. And I think back to what we were just talking about a few minutes ago, did you like have this moment where you had to, you looked at yourself in the mirror and you're like, all you knew since 2004, 2005 was Tony Horton and Beachbody and P90X. Did you look at your, yourself in the mirror and say like, like, who am I? Like, who am I anymore without Beachbody? Yeah, initially that, that thought pops into your head, but, but then the next thought in your head is, okay, time to go to work. Mm. I got two mortgages, man. I got electric bills. I got food. I have to, there's all these things I can need to do. So people are, fortunately were knocking on my door and I was knocking on their doors. I mean, when, when at the peak of power 90 and P 90 X people were really knocking on my door. And so I have 23 count them 23 failed ventures, five TV pilots. Nope. Mouth guards. Nope. Insoles. Nope. Tony Horton watches monitors. Nope. Home delivery food. Nope. Deal with Seven Eleven. I was going to put TH kitchen Tony Horton Kitchen in 3,800 7-Elevens around the world. And then there was just a faction over there at 7-Eleven that said, no, we're gonna, we want to stick to Red Bull cigarettes and freaking hot dogs. Fine, man. If you, if you know what I mean? Like there was some young, young guns at 7-Eleven. It's like, hey, man, this guy's got a name. Let's put some healthy food. And they put it in 105 stores and in the worst 7-Elevens they could have put them in. In, in stores where people have been buying hot dogs and Red Bull and, cigar- and, and c- cigarettes, and they're looking at my stuff on the shelves going, I, I don't want a salad. You know what I mean? If they put them in Beverly Hills or New York City or someplace else, it, it, it could have been huge. So it's a very frustrating process, man. So I had, to, I had had that experience several times while I was working with Beachbody and things were going great with them. But then when that came to an end, we had to hunker down. Like we had conversations with the accountants. You can't do this and you can't spend money on that. You can't, you can't, you can't, you know what I mean? And so, but I thank God I had good accountants and I had good, I had money saved and I, I, I've had to, you know, pull money out of my retirement accounts to pay for some of this stuff, but case around, man, I mean, I'm going to be fine. My wife and I and my team are busting, busting ass and, and the, and the things that we're behind right now are phenomenal. I mean, I'm blessed that Golden Hippo and Tonal and, and, you know, we've had, we had to have these live events. Like Tony, people are like, hey, why are you doing these live events at your home called the Paragon Experience? Because we have to pay our bills. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't mean they're not awesome because they are. I mean, we have speakers and we have tutorials and great trainers. I mean, awesome, healthy food. I mean, yet we had to spend a, a bunch of money to make some money. And then, and then we had two that were scheduled during the pandemic. So we had to pare it way down from 28, 30 people down to 12 right? So we could do the social distancing thing and keep the numbers low and do all that kind of thing. So the last two in June and October, we broke even, you know what I mean? (laughs) But you're not going to, we're not going to cancel the damn things because people want to be here. They want to take that chance. They want to hang out with me. And I, we, the the live events, we get as excited about those as they do. I mean, even though we need them to pay our damn bills, like anything else, why does anybody work? You know what I mean? To pay your bills, to have a couple nice things, you know? And so regardless of that, it's just awesome to meet people and shake their hand or do the elbow bump in the last two 
and, di- and just have those exchanges and have those conversations. And uh, I, I love pressing the flesh. I, maybe I was a politician in a past life. I love meeting people. I love talking about their experience. I love hearing how great they feel, how they're off their meds, you know what I mean? How they can do pull-ups for the first time, you know what I mean? How they were sedentary couch potatoes and now they're going on long mountain bike rides. And, and to, be, to know that the, your people's lives have been enhanced just because I figured out a way to keep them consistent with it is, is just, a, I don't know, man. I've been very lucky. It's been, a, it's been an amazing ride. It's been hard and it's bumpier now than ever, but whatever. And you have two choices, right? When things get hard, you can either quit or keep going. There's no in between. And yeah, I think for no you, quit. right? <laughs> and you seem like a workhorse. And I guarantee you that comes from your, the foundation you've built in your life with fitness, with eating healthy and doing the hard things that, you know, you just know that it, it takes sacrifice. It takes grit, it takes perseverance to succeed in life. And the thing that sticks out to me is I didn't even know this. You had 23 failed, 23 failed ventures, right? Everybody kind of remembers you for the ones that hit, but they don't know that most of them didn't hit. And there's a lot of people right now that are starting and stopping, starting and stopping, starting and stopping, and have lost hope in themselves. They've lost faith. They have no idea where they're going and they want to give up. Like, what advice do you have to that person that just can't seem to find success? They can't seem to get the ball going in the right direction. Well, they're missing probably three very important things. And I'll get into that in a minute. But, but the one thing that everybody knows is they know what works and they know what doesn't. And what doesn't work is doing nothing right and eating crap everybody knows that already even people who don't even exercise pretty pretty clear with that one you know what i mean and everybody knows that what works means is not so much about the aesthetic not so much about the things that sort of feed your ego which is biceps and six packs and cute butts and all that kind of crap right all the aesthetic stuff all the ego based stuff what you look like right because you're you're basically not living for yourself you're living for the hope you're living based on your past, your expectations of the future and what people say about you, right? Mm -hmm. But if you know that you exercise today, you feel better today, you're more productive today, your memory improves, your cognition improves, you sleep better, your sex drive improves, right? You're just, you're in a good mood. You got a good attitude because you check that very important box. It's all about brain chemistry, norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, brain-derived neurotropic factor, neurotransmitters inside of your mind, inside of your temporal lobe, it's real, everybody has it, nobody doesn't, everybody has a temporal lobe, everybody has a hippocampus, everybody has a dentate gyrus, they're all like inside of one another, and when you move your ass, and you pull oxygen into your blood, that blood makes its way to your brain, and it's like, oh, oh, yeah, it's not going to be so terrible now, I might not have striations and vascularity and in, in, in the proper weight right now, but I know I've done the right thing, Right. So maybe not everybody knows the science behind it, but that's the damn science behind it. Right. So, so what people, most people don't have, people who are inconsistent don't have a proper purpose. They don't have a decent plan and they have no way of staying accountable. So, if you have those three things and they're lined up with who you are as an individual, because your purpose, plan, and accountability way of being accountable might be different than somebody else's. So, for me, my purpose is I'm 60 friggin' two. Now, my purpose when I was in my 20s, was, was to meet chicks, okay? <laughs> so it was about meeting women. So I, that's why I'm in the Pilates class. That's why I'm in the yoga class. That's why I'm in the aerobics class. Not because I wanted to do that shit. I wanted to go bench press and squat, but I'm in the other rooms because I want to meet women. Oh, it turns out that that other stuff 
that works on my flexibility and my speed and my range of motion and my coordination. Oh, that's part of fitness too. Oh, what do you, what do you know? I'm not some big giant guy that's got toothpicks for legs because I figured that crap out because I want to meet women. You know what I mean? So that was my purpose then. My purpose now is I don't work out today. I, my memory is affected. My, my cognition is affected. My sleep the night before is affected. My mood and attitude during a pandemic is in the, in the shitter, right? So that's why I have to, I have to move today because I want to improve the quality of today. The past is history. The future is a mystery. All I got is now. So I better, if I, now is today, right? The moment I get up and the moment I go to bed, that's what I, that's what I can do. Now it doesn't mean you don't plan for the future, right? Forget the past, plan for the future and live in the now. And that, and that's, that's my everyday, man. That's how I live. So figure out your purpose and your purpose should be, I have to do this. Because if I don't do this, I'm just surviving like every other bonehead in the world that doesn't know what to do or, or refuses to do it because they, they got a hangnail or, they, or their mom yelled at them or whatever, or, or, and there are some tragedies in our lives and that's when you want to take a break and you want to calm down and you want to like deal with it, right? But if most people's excuses are pretty weak, mm. right? Anybody can do something for 10 minutes and you don't need a piece of equipment, you don't need me, you need a human body, Mother Earth, and Sir Isaac Newton's law of gravity, you can do all the push-ups, squats, crunches, and lunges in, in, in cardio in the world, right? And you can do that three rounds of that, and you're good to go. So your purpose has to be, I need to improve today. Oh, and by the way, there will be, things will physically change. But when you can affect your mental and emotional state instantly, I mean, the first 5, 10, 15 minutes of a workout, I'm miserable, miserable, don't want to be there, hate it. Like, oh my God, I'm a thousand years old right now. Just, I don't even drink coffee, so I'm screwed, you know what I mean? But once I get moving and I'm, you know what I mean? I get through the first five, 10, 15 minutes. And that's not everybody. Some people are like, yeah, gung-ho, let's go. I don't know who those people are. I hate them. That's my purpose, right? My plan is, you, you heard my schedule. I know exactly what time I'm going to do what. The actual workout itself, there I like to be creative. I like, I like the guys who walk in the room today, like my pals, and I go, what's happening? I go, just give me five minutes, man. I'm going to make this different than last time. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be in some kind of locked-in, perfect schedule. Just work hard. Don't hurt yourself. Don't overtrain. Don't undertrain. Like, find that. Learn how to find that. Do I go to max on every set? No. Sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't. I just get to the point of quasi-miserable. You, you, you know what I mean? Like if I have to do pull-ups, I'll look up the bar and I'll go, yeah, today's a 12, sets of 12. Other days I'll look up the bar and go, I'm doing sets of 20. I don't care if blood shoots out of my ears. I'm doing sets of 20 today because I feel like I can, right? And if you give yourself, if your expectations are too high for the moment, then you're just not going to want to keep showing up for that, right? So, so that's my plan. I know what I'm doing. And accountability is during COVID for the first three months, I was on Zoom calls. There was 8, 10, 12 guys in squares all working out with our laptops in our, in our bedrooms or our garages, or in, you know, in my case, I have a decent gym. So you just make do and, and you get a calendar and you look at your calendar and there's typically anywhere from 28 to 31 days in a month. You better have 22 red X's on that calendar. And after a while, you don't need to make making X's anymore because you just know you need 22 friggin' days a month. All right, because 15 days, 15 X's on your calendar means you took 15 days off. And by the way, that's a tie. So you're going to end up with exercise bipolar disorder. You're going to get some results, but not really. But you'll probably get hurt. You'll probably overtrain. And then you'll take some days off and you'll, you'll feel good. And then you'll feel bad. You know what I mean? Like you don't eat like that. You don't go to work like that. You don't sleep like that. You do that sh shit all the time. 
Like people say, Tony, what's your number one tip? Do it all the time, all the time. Eat right all the time, exercise all the time. That's why at 62, I can do stuff that most people my age can't even come close to doing because I just do it all the time. I don't do it once in a while. I don't do it really hard for three months and then take a month off. Forget that, man. And that, that conceptually for a lot of people, overwhelming, too much, can't deal. Well, it's because your expectations are too high for the actual event. You know what I mean? Like I, I do live yoga and plyo and I'll tell everybody, hey man, I'm cutting the reps down. I'm decreasing the range of motion. I'm doing it for me right now. You can jump through the roof. You can go super low. You can, I'll even give you time for extra reps. But for me, this is what you get today. You get lazy Tony, not in the mood, but I still do it live. Yeah, I think you hit home on a few good points. And the thing that comes to mind and just what you just said is that so many people, they skip the workout because they feel they can't be the best, right? And I don't think it's about being the best. It's about doing your best. There's people have this. There's an I, expression, do your best, forget the rest. I wonder right. where that came. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, your, and your best changes hour to hour, day to day, week to week. You know yeah, what there's, I mean? There's some, day, there's some days. There's some days. you start yeah. out zero pull-ups. And then five years, you're going to do a thousand. There's, you're never going to do a thousand pull-ups in a row. Not happening. Right. right. So you get to a point where you have to be satisfied where it is. And then sometimes you're going to be lower with a maintenance day. And then occasionally you'll have a personal best. And it goes like that, right? You're not a professional football player. You're not, you're not a professional basketball player. You're just a dad or a mom or a, a kid in school who wants to feel good and look halfway decent. And, and so, you know what I mean? You're, we're beating ourselves up about having to top what we did before. And that's just unrealistic. Yeah. Cause there's going to be days where you're tired. There's going to be days where you don't sleep well. There's going to be days where you're stressed and people will say, well, I don't feel good. I don't feel my best. So I'm going to skip. And those are the days you really need to get it done because those are the days you're going to feel the most uncomfortable and at least have the humility to say, you know what? Like I didn't bench or squat or do whatever the most you've ever done, but you at least did the best you could with what you had for that day. And I think there's a lot of people that might see you, Tony, like, man, what, what does he know about struggling with his health? He's a celebrity trainer. He's got abs of steel. He's done this. He's done that. But a lot of people don't know you had a massive health scare a few years ago, right? And I'm sure that affected your, you mentally. I'm sure it affected your identity as a trainer. So what, what happened back then and how did it impact your, your mental health and how'd you deal with it? Well, we talked about it a little bit, but yeah, three things were happening at once. And so if you have chicken pox, right? And at some point you have shingles, shingles viruses in your body forever. And, mm. and, and stress is usually what brings it out. You know what I mean? Physical, mental, and emotional stress. Stress is one of these intangibles. You can't really see it. You can't touch it. You can't even have, some people can't even describe it. But when you're, when things aren't going well and when you're not laughing much and when you're, you know what I mean? In a, in a state of angst often. And so the Las Vegas shooting happened. And I knew people that were there and the horror story there. I mean, I, I just, I, I was just like, what is going on in this world that there's some guy with machine guns shooting at people? I mean, I just, and then Tom Petty, who I'd been training for 32 years, dies the next day. Like, wow, man. And prior to that is right when I was in the middle of my beach body negotiation. And that was all happening when I had knew that my relationship was coming to an end. Like I knew and not that I was in denial, but I just, I didn't have any solutions yet because it was so brand new. So, uh-oh, I'm leaving Beachbody. Uh-oh, 58 people are being sh murdered at, at an event in Vegas. Oh, one of my best friends and clients dies. And then I had a plyo session here at the house and everybody was effing off during it. You know what I mean? Like 
there was the Vegas shooting and they knew that I knew I had that relationship with Tom and everybody was just sort of like talking and I'm inviting you to come to my home to work out for free. And it's like herding kittens. You know what I mean? Like, look, I'm not, I'm not a drill sergeant when I train people. I just want you to at least pretend to give a shit. You know what I mean? While you're here for free at my house. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I went, I went nuts on everybody. And <laughs> I, mean, I was scared. I was a scary dude, man. And, and I, when you get like so angry that you're shaking, I was shaking for forever. And then the following Saturday at a little dinner party with some friends over and I had a headache on the right side of my head that I thought, Oh my God, I feel like my head's going to explode. And a week later I was in the hospital with open sores in my right ear. And they didn't even know what it was. So the doctor there at the ER, admitting doctors on the laptop trying to Google what the hell it is. He goes, oh, oh, you got, you got something called Ramsey Hunt syndrome. It's very rare. I said, what is that? He goes, well, shingles, you got the sh kind of shingles that only one in a hundred people who get shingles get. Oh, lucky me. And it affects the facial nerves, the fifth, sixth, seventh facial nerves in your ear that go into your brain, which affects balance and taste and smell and vision and hearing and everything. So then I got Bell's palsy with the right side of my I couldn't close that eye and I had to drink through a straw and, and the vertigo with the vestibular issues, it's really vestibular, but we call it vertigo, was so bad. I mean, I was like a drunken sailor on a cruise ship in a hurricane walking down the hallway, man. And I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out. And when I got out of bed, I would just be so dizzy. I'd throw up. And it went on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months. Like it was never going to get better. And I went to my ear, nose, throat guy who I had to go see and getting me out of bed and dressed and in the car and then the car, in the car, just the car, you know what I mean? Dude, like, like the worst flu on Mount Everest with stab wounds to my eyeballs. You know, you know what I mean? It, and it was relentless. Think about the worst flu you ever had times a hundred. And it was months, man. And I remember the doctor would say, you don't understand, man. You are very, very, very sick. <laughs> okay. You're not going to die from this thing, but it's, it's permanent. You know what I mean? I mean, not most, a lot of people who have it don't recover as well as I did. Two Saturdays ago, you know, like, let's say, let's say a 10 is I can't function. I can't get out of bed. I'm a dead man. That's how I felt for several months. And then as it started to heal over several more months, it went down to about a three. And so it's always a one, two, or three. You know what I mean? And a three sucks. Three just means I can't stand on one foot. It means I'm super tired and lethargic. Last Saturday I had a five. Five, which was three years later, I'm still dealing with this shit, man. And what, uh, what causes it to flare up? Is it stress? Uh, a dark room, a bright room, S stress that I'm not dealing with, not enough sleep, mm. not enough food, forgetting my supplements. No reason at all. Now, was there a sense that you felt like almost an imposter because you were like the epitome of health and fitness that you were like, why is this happening to me? This can't be happening. Did you ever feel any sense of that? No, I, no, no. It, I, I, I know like one of the things trainers struggle with is when they have, have a health scare or they themselves become out of shape, they feel that they're not as authentic anymore because they're supposed to be the, the model for health. But a lot of people don't realize no, that, that people, that never, we struggle. That, that never crossed my mind, man. I, I, you know, I mean, it'd be like, would you think about that if you had a bullet wound in your leg? Yeah. No, man. You're just dealing with the bullet wound. Like, oh, shit, there's a bullet in my leg. Like, all your focus goes to that. Everything else is just, you're just surviving. Mm. 
I just got to, I got to get some food in me. I got to get some rice, I got to get some rice krispies in my body so I cannot weigh 119 pounds. You know what I mean? I mean, I looked insane, like flesh hanging off of bones, man. I mean, my butt was like, bang, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into my head about that. I just knew that I had to do what everybody was telling me to do, do what my doctor was telling me to do, get a lot of rest. And then my recovery was as a result of, I remember, I talk about this a lot. I had, I said, I haven't worked out in how many, I don't know what it was at some point, four or five weeks. And I said, I got to see if I can do five minutes on the stationary bike. It was like I was at the top of Mount Everest, man. I mean, four minutes on level two, you know what I mean? I'm talking level two. Okay. So usually I'm doing, excuse me, 12, 13, 14, 15, 17 goes to 20. I couldn't do two for four minutes. And I, I got off. I threw up. I, let, I fell asleep on the floor. And and that's just how it went for a lot of weeks, man. And, and I remember trying, I remember skiing, my first time skiing. Like this was the first time I, it was so trippy, man, because I should, I got on my skis. It took me almost 15 minutes to get my ski boots on, just to get them on, man. Right. And then I got to carry my skis and I got ski boots and it's icy and I got to go upstairs. It's like my buddies are holding on my arm like I'm a 90 year old. You know what I mean? But I made those first few turns and they were pretty ugly, but, but muscle memory is real. And, 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 and when I started to finally be able to do 10 minutes on the bike and then try to jump rope little by little, I was doing, I could do, even with that sickness, even with all that weight loss, I could still crank out eight pull-ups even when I got back. I mean, they were seven, eight, six, seven, and eight were felt like 28, 29, 30. But I mean, I had so much muscle memory, so much behind me that I knew exactly what to do to come out of it. But, but like I said, I'm still every once in a while, I'm, I'm, I'm never like the other day I thought I told my wife, Sean, I said, right now it feels like a zero, like right now, I don't know how this is going to last 10 more minutes, but right now I feel completely normal. And those moments are very rare. It's usually one, two or three. And thank God those fives don't come around very often. Yeah, and it's inspiring because there's a lot of people listening right now that they think that people who have had all this success or that might look like the model, the, the role model for health just never have any issues. And we all, the fact of the matter is we all struggle with stuff. We all hit adversity. We all hit moments of despair and we have two choices. Are we going to let that moment define us going forward for the rest of our life or are we going to let it fuel us to get better and to grow to acknowledge what it is and then kind of move past that. And I think there's a lot of people right now that are trying to create something meaningful. Maybe it's uh, something new in their business, something new for themselves personally. They're trying to start a new relationship. Maybe it's they're trying to get all back on their fitness journey. What advice do you have for someone to create a meaningful transformation? Well, other than purpose, plan, and accountability, one thing is you are the, you are the people you you spend the most time with, right? So you got to get rid of the chaff, man. You got to get rid of the naysayers and the finger pointers. And, and you just need, you need, just need some really cool, badass people who, who inspire you in your life. You got to hunt, hunt them down, find them through, whether through the internet, or maybe you've got to be that person to help bring other people up. I mean, if you're having a tough time being consistent with your exercise and all you've got is yourself to stay motivated, you've got no way, means of being accountable to others, then you got to go to work and you got to go find them. Hey man, you know what? Here we are at the end of the year. It's December, January 1st is coming. Let's get a head start on this thing. We're going to start November 
25th, pick a friggin' day. Who cares what day it is? It doesn't have to be the first of the year, the end of the year, the middle of the year. Just pick a day. Or let's start on Monday. Uh, let's, and then you just you bang out an email. You go into Facebook or Instagram. Who's with me? I'm going to do P90X3. Who's with me? Are you kidding me? They'll come out of the woodwork. They'll come. I, that's all I needed. I just needed somebody who said, let's go. Right? And then you got to check in. You got to check in. Here, here, are the, here are the five things that you got to do to be part of this group. That way we know you're not just here, you know, saying, I did it, right? You know, what, you know, well, how are you going to clean up your diet? Like, give me your, give me your, your food you're going to avoid, food you're going to eat, all right? And cut that line right down the middle. And you get to cheat once in a while. It's not the end of the world. We're not Nazis here, man. You know what I mean? So, and so you just, that's how you do it. You have to take the initiative. If you're waiting around for somebody else to do it, well, then odds are that you're going to be screwed. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe one of your friends will hear this and do it. And they'll call you up or email you. And then, of course, you're in or text you. So ask for what you need. Ask for what you need. Figure out what you need. Do you know what you need? People don't even know what they need. They're just sort of generally miserable or unhappy or overweight or eating like crap or letting, you know, the whole pandemic. They're using the pandemic as an excuse to be even to make worse decisions than they were making before the damn thing. Like that's always blows my mind. Your situation is bad and now you're going to do things to make it worse. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I get to, oh, look how terrible it is. I can't go to school. My job, right? I mean, you're out of work. You're struggling with money. You know, you can, you can lament and you can watch TV and you can play video games and you can sit around and eat Malamars or you get off your damn ass and you go for a walk up a damn hill and, and you just start thinking about your situation and while you're walking up the damn hill or you're on a treadmill or you're doing something, going through a yoga flow, ask yourself the simple question of what do I need? What do I need? I need to feel better. I need to lose weight, right? And so then you write them down. Take your pen or your paper. I like a pencil so I can make erase things. Take pencil to paper and write them at the F down. And then you figure out who, what, where, when do I need to find solutions for these things that I know that I need? And it's, it's in every damn personal development book that's back here. It's all the same crap with different authors. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, depression is lack of action. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot, of, a lot of depression is legitimate. It's, it's, it's your brain chemistry is all whacked out. But if you can actually change your brain chemistry by physically moving, look, look at John, look at this book. Here, you want to know how to get off your ass and change your life? Well, let me find it. I cannot believe I don't see it. It's a book called Spark by John Rady. Spark easy, and, uh, and it helps people get going that are kind of stuck. Yeah, it just tells you the effects of physical activity uh, on the mind and productivity and everything else. There it is. I love it. Super simple title, huh? Spark, the revolutionary Re and Re new science exercise and the brain. It's your brain. It's it's ultimately your brain is allowing you to be who you want to be or preventing you from being who you want to be. Right, it's your thoughts in your mind. Like, well, most people don't meditate because it's something that people in India do. I didn't, I'm a Catholic. I don't meditate. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? There's a there's a limited belief system. Why don't you just try meditation? Why don't you try walking? I mean, it's the power of oxygen in your blood that changes the way your brain functions. It changes your brain your brain chemistry. I mean, it's it's really it, what are the simple things in life? Getting enough sleep, getting enough water, finding enough downtime so that you can think about what you need to do for yourself so you can take some action. Like, it's not like I'm saying something that's some kind of weird self-help crap. You know what I mean? It's common sense, but you have to do it. 
Well, yeah, you're not you're not saying anything that's kind of revolutionary. You're just saying things no, that, no, that are, no. I'm, a that are a lot I'm a C minus student with a speech impediment who moved six <laughs> times before fifth grade who got the snot beat on him at school every day. You, you know what I mean? Like successful people, like you were saying earlier, successful people are usually people who had it pretty rough for a large section of their life, right? It's not like super successful people who've come out of nowhere, out of obscurity, have fought the good fight for some time. And then hopefully a lot of them become coaches and teachers and mentors to help other people move out of their funk too. And that that's all I am. I just, I've been there, man. I've been the, the, the drunk idiot with lots of debt, a broken down car and living in a lousy, horrible apartment. You know what I mean? For years until I finally started applying some of the stuff in this, in these books behind me. Yeah. And I, I think it's not the situation that breaks us, right? It might break us short term. We might feel sorry for ourselves. We might play the victim mindset or get depressed or stressed for a short period of time, but it's how we respond in that moment that will define us, right? Are you doing things that are going to change your state in a positive way? Are you exercising? Are you moving your body? Are you calling a mentor? Are you listening to good music? Are you listening to a podcast? Are you watching something funny? Whatever it is to change your state and elevate your mood in a positive way. And Tony, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything you talked about from your journey and creating P90X to your stint with Beachbody and the process of like leaving them and what that was like and then how you reinvented yourself combined with your motivational tricks and tips interspersed in has been amazing. So I got to ask like, what's coming next for you? So I, I heard you say you got a supplement company, you're doing some stuff with Tonal. You got the Tony Horton program kind of coming back, what, the end of this year, next year? Well, first of all, I want to say, I know we covered some Beachbody here a little bit, but I want anybody who's watching and listening is without Beachbody, I wouldn't be where I am. It plain and simple. And there are no Ill, Ill feelings whatsoever. We still have a great relationship. I'm still doing things with them. And we had a bump in the road, you know what I mean? And the bump in the road, I don't know if that turned out to be a good thing for them <laughs> in the end. I don't know, maybe, maybe so. But it ended up being phenomenal thing for me, which led me to all these new ventures. You know, number one is Power Life. So if you want to know more about my supplement line and these formulations, I created these formulations mostly based on what I went through when I was sick. You know what I mean? If you look at the, if you look at the protein powders, we have something called HMB and HMB works really well with leucine, which is a branch chain amino acid that helps build muscle back. So if you're in your late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond, you're going to suffer from sarcopenia. Sarcopenia is age-related muscle loss. I mean, it's very rare to see people in their 80s that are jacked. You know what I mean? And that's because they don't have, they're not consuming the right combinations of ingredients. So that's why I created that product along with many, many more. So go to mypowerlife.com if you want to learn more about that. And then the workouts with Tonal, we shot five and they're going to premiere today. I don't know when you're going to air this, so who knows, but those are really fun. One's a total body, one, one's legs and chest, one of them's just arms. One's a yoga flow because I'm a big believer in the yoga. I want to always make sure that we have some yoga going on. And another one is back, back and legs as well. So I think people really, really love those. And that's a brand new relationship. And the people over there at Tonal are just, man, that's a well-run situation. Just, it's really, man, they've been great to me and, and I've really enjoyed that. And then the program right now, the test group is we used to have for P90X, X2, X3, 2420 hardcore. We call them beta programs, which means they're raw, they're down and dirty. The sound isn't perfect. The lighting isn't perfect. But man, we work really hard at making the workouts really cool. And I get to create each and every one of those on my own, which was really, really fun. 
So we're in the middle of beta one. We're, we're a month and a half into that. We have another month and a half to go. And then there'll be an interim period in between where people are kind of doing their own thing. And then during that time, we're creating beta two, our second test group. And that'll be another 90 days. And we're using the fan base, the participants to help raise the money. They're paying $29 a month, but there's mastermind classes. There's a 400 page uh, nutrition guide, which was, uh, it's an amazing accomplishment from our side. And all our experts, all our trainers and experts and nutritionists are doing these, you know, live things for, for people. And so people are sort of, it's a small group. It's only about 2000. We hope to get more for the next one and hopefully raise some more money. And then we don't really have a name yet for the, you know, we're calling it power nation, beta one power nation, beta two, but the actual name is still, we have to trademark the name and we don't want to get in anybody's way, making sure we get that right. So those are the three main pr products projects. And then our Paragon, our live events here at the house, we don't have anything scheduled for 2021 because we just want to see how this pandemic, we took some chances twice in June and October. We just don't want to, we want to, we want to have a full 30 people here so we can make a few dollars and, and really give people the full immersive experience. But yeah. And my fitness equipment line called TH fitness, we have prototypes, med balls, stability balls, mats, jump ropes, but we are a brand new fitness equipment company. So we're last in line. There's all, and if you try to buy anything right now, yeah, you can't, you know what I mean? We try to get a refrigerator and they go, oh, it'll be six months. What? You, you know what I mean? So it just is what Crazy. it is. We're, we're on hold right now with the, with the fitness equipment line. So, but I'm busy and I'm, I'm doing podcasts like this and, and a lot of speaking gigs online, which is all you can really do now. So, but the ski season's coming. Doug, and so I'm going to wear eight masks and goggles, and I'm going to hit the hill and make some turns. That's what I really care about. That's really cool, Tony. And the one thing that you touched on that I think is important for the listeners to hear is to be grateful for things in your life. You're so grateful for, for Beachbody and everything that it taught you, how it helped you in the trajectory of your career, and the opportunities that they blessed you with. And you're also in that same breath when it's time for a change and time to go out on your own and create a new chapter of your life, which is something I think you're doing an incredible job of today. And your work ethic and your ability to continue to go, even when times are hard, is incredibly admirable. And I think people who are listening to this need to pay attention to the fact that when things get tough, doesn't mean you quit. It means you keep going. When you quit, it guarantees you that you're not going to achieve your goals. It guarantees you that you're not going to get the job. It guarantees you you're not going to get the relationship or make the money, whatever the case may be. But when you put one foot in front of the other and you keep moving forward, no matter how hard it gets, you gain grit. It teaches you to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It works your kind of your adversity muscle that you're able to handle harder things going forward in life that you might not have been able to handle before. So please take hold or please really listen to Tony's advice when he talks about that, because it's so important and so relevant in this day and age. So Tony, if one, people want to connect more with you or find out more about what you have going on, where's the best place for them to reach out? Before I do that, I want to tell you, I want to add to what you said. So all you got to do is show up, keep your expectations down, which people are like, what? Keep them down, man. Show up because you're going to fall. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have to do things twice, three, four, five times. Just enjoy the journey, man, because it's about the journey. It's not about the 
the money and the cars and the crap that because that's just a big old burden that's going to make it more insane man you know what i mean be super creative surround yourself with the right kind of people and make sure you're having fun along the way if it's just a grind and you're super stressed out then what the hell is it for because if it's that way now it's going to be that way times 10 when you finally make it so that's how i want to finish with that two ways you can find me if you want to find me directly you know what i mean you want to try to communicate with me maybe ask some questions i don't get to them all and I don't get to them right away, but I'm, but I'm pretty good at following through with people because my wife and I have this thing live on Facebook and on YouTube called Tony Talks. And we're always looking for people with great questions and, and, and we bring them up there, you know what I mean? So you can get a hold of us there at this email address, th, my initials, assistant at gmail.com. That's th assistant, the word assistant, all lowercase. Uh, at gmail.com. And if you want to just, you can also do that same thing at my, on my website, tonyhortonlife.com. Tonyhortonlife.com. Sweet, man. I will be sure to plug all that stuff in the show notes and, and let people know where to find you. This has been amazing. Like I said at the beginning, you're like the OG of fitness in a way for me, uh -huh. because when I first was getting started, like P90X was like the thing. It was one of the staple programs. I think a lot of people were doing to mix things up to have that body confusion and muscle confusion, everything else. And it's inspiring, man, that, that your journey, everything that you've accomplished and how you've continued to pivot and reinvent yourself, even when times have been tough, even when you've had health scares, even when you decided to part ways with Beachbody, even when there's so much more competition in the online space, it's not like you're like, you know what, I'm giving up, I'm 62. You're like, no, man, I'm just getting started. So I love it. And I encourage people to give you a shout out on social media, let them know, let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Reach out to Tony, check out his products, check out what he's got going on. And once again, as always, if this episode really touched your heart, we'd love to hear feedback. So if you'd love to leave us a review, we'd appreciate that. And we appreciate you for listening to this episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bopes, and we'll see you next time. Yes, Doug. Thank you, man. Your great questions. You're the man. That was really, really a lot of fun. So, and last but not least, hey, if you want to do some free plyo or yoga with me on, on either Saturdays or Wednesdays, check out my page on Facebook, Tony Horton. Easy. Hopefully I'll see you then. Doug, thank you. Awesome. Sweet, Tony. We'll see you guys next time.